0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk Michigan Edition. Jeff here. Dan, how are you? Good,
1: Yo, buddy. Glad to
0: be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was—I uh, feel good doing these these weekly pods because we haven't lost yet. And the, you know, the one thing—it gets hard. It gets hard to record a pod after a loss, and thankfully we haven't had to do that. So, how, how are you feeling right now? Man,
1: I, I'm feeling pretty confident still. Uh, after this past Saturday, I got some mixed feelings, to be honest. Like, I, I got to be real, but um, I mean, you're not going to look back on this game in the future and be like, and you know, you're just going to see the W. You're not going to see half a W or a third of a W. It's just going to say win. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean a couple things that are on the you know on my head right now as we as we start this podcast and uh the first one is jim harbaugh you know he said uh as soon as somebody can show me like pretty or attractive on the score sheet then we'll talk i think he said something along those lines and it, it just it doesn't there is no such thing as you know a pretty win or a you know a great win winning is what matters at the end of the day um Another thing that that's on my mind as we start this podcast is, um, in our season preview episode before the the season had started, we went game by game and we predicted Michigan to go four and oh, we did not predict them to go five and oh, we both predicted a loss this weekend. So, uh, before we even get into that, I just want to set the tone for the listening audience. We'll do our, we'll do our current predictions later, um. Rutgers. So Michigan has a rather easy time against Rutgers in the first half. They storm out to a 20 to three lead. And they're doing it pretty convincingly on the ground, through the air, doing pretty much whatever they wanted. Even um, in the closing minutes of the first half, they set up. They have, I think there was 22 seconds left on the clock. And rather than just taking a knee, they actually went for it. And they threw like a 46-yard slant route that took to like the five-yard line. They ran another play, ended up having to kick a field goal on third down to get three more points. That three more points set up to be huge. Even though Harbaugh was booed going into the tunnel for going for three, that ended up being a huge three points. So it ended up playing into the situational football later in the game. Um, Michigan doesn't score again, though. Gives up 10 additional points in the second half and wins the game 20 to 13. As we were just saying, win's a win. And as you alluded to in, in the previous episode of Rutgers is Rutgers has beaten everybody they've played, and pretty soundly, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. It seemed like it might be a, a blowout in the first half, but it didn't end up being like that. I'm optimistic that Rutgers actually is, is somewhat good. Time will tell what What are your initial feelings? you said you 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 were uh on the fence about Rutgers just in general, you said you have mixed feelings coming out of that game
1: oh okay, yeah, I mean yeah, uh and Rutgers you know in the in the preview last week, you know I mentioned you know their defensive line is has you know a little over a dozen sacks, so they're creating havoc um you know again, got the dub, but you know the first half you know. I predicted in last week that we'd be 21 points. And um, so it was looking good for me in the first half. Uh, you know, our friend got married this weekend, so I missed the first half completely. I didn't see it at all. I did get to watch it. Uh, so as soon as I flip it on, I'm seeing uh, the struggle bus going on, and I'm getting a little ticked off. Uh, but a um, couple of the guys, a couple of the key players for Rutgers was uh, – they, they showed up. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, went 20, uh, carries 107 on the ground, uh, didn't score a touchdown. Um, collectively, as a unit, they went 4.7 per carry. And then Noah Virgil, I mean, 18-31, 156, and a touchdown. Not the prettiest display of stats there, but they converted on third down, it seemed like, almost every time, uh, in the second half, rather. It just, everything... Uh, just this whole script got flipped, you know. Everything re- working right for Michigan in the first half, the second half, you know, Rutgers can move the ball when they want to, and uh, they're hitting them, hitting Michigan with a lot of underneath stuff. And then part of that was Michigan, and it seemed like they were playing a little softer coverage. Um, but you know, Michigan, it looked like they got a lot of big plays through the air in the first half on uh, on like on chunks. And then the game looked like that uh, back and forth between our two duo, our duo tandem there. And uh, again, when it was in the second uh, half came out flat running game was non-existent. So when you look at the stats here, I mean, 2.9 or carry, uh, I wish I had the first half stats in front. Cause it's probably complete black and white, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, that's my initial kind of highlight.
0: Yeah. So the one thing I'll say is like, so I, you know, Michigan Stadium has this um, notorious feel that it, that it's an older stadium and that the, the the fan base is older and they typically aren't loud and they don't get up. Um, but for the most part, you can typically get the stadium up on third down in big plays. Well, it literally seemed like we were always standing up because it was third down a lot and they converted a lot. Um, that was alarming. I think that was probably like the one thing that was just super annoying about the whole game is how often they converted. We could not get off the field. Uh, it, it became, it became the story of the game, you know? And, uh, well, you know, we, we could talk about Rutgers for, for hours and, uh, they outplayed us and we ended up getting the W, um, We'll talk about what we loved, hated more. But actually, one of my questions for you today, and it goes perfect with this. Are you happy to see Michigan win even though we got crushed in the stat sheet slash box score? So if you look at the box score, if you were only judging this game off the box score, you see that they ran more plays. They had more rushing yards, more passing yards, more first downs, more, literally everything. But we win the game. What? What? How does that make you feel? How does that sit with you? Are you okay with that? Obviously, it's one game. You don't. You're not wanting this throughout the whole season. But what's your initial reaction there?
1: It's just. It's like taking a drink of of uh, drink a coffee uh, when it's cold. And so I don't know. It, it's bittersweet to me, man. Um, you know, this is a game where uh, you kind of want to see a little extra from uh, you know your your seniors and uh, and hopefully you're some uh, playing time for your, your underclassmen, but it is what it is, man. But yeah, this is kind of like, meh, whatever.
0: Yeah. Truthfully. Uh, and I've, I've said this a few times during this week when people have asked, it is very hard to gauge this game right now as we sit, because Rutgers has notoriously been bad in the big 10 for so long. There's a chance they're no longer bad. There is that chance, but we don't know that yet. Is there – this isn't even a question I had written down. It just came to me. Is there a score – is there a – uh, not a prediction, but is there a score or a situation that could happen this week that will make you feel better about our game with Rutgers when they play Ohio State?
1: Um, if Rutgers – If Rutgers keeps this within um, 14 points, 14 or 17 points with Ohio State, I feel like um, we can feel a little bit better about this game while simultaneously giving some more respect to Rutgers because this is not going to be, and and it turned out not to be the way, uh, like 2016 when it's 78 to nothing, and Jabril Peppers has like 19 and a half touchdowns. Uh, Greg Schiano's there, so I, I just think this is a better coach team, and uh, you know he he made these guys relevant back in the day on his first run with them. So uh, I mean, that's, they're we're gonna probably be looking at, at Illinois being the bottom feeder and and Rutgers surpassing them in that
0: in that uh, category. Yeah, you know Rutgers when when Schiano was there the first time, he had guys. Coming out of there, the McCordy twins, Logan Ryan, um, outside you know of smacking his his girlfriend Ray Rice, those 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 are four big time NFL kids that he had come out of there. I'm sure I'm missing some. If you're you know a Rutgers fan, you can feel free to chirp at me. But um, three of those kids were Patriots. That's how I know them so well. But I mean, truly, he had kids, in it on Saturday. You know, they're out, they're out their top corner who had a, a paintball situation or whatever. You would have never guessed. Those kids came out to play super hard. Rutgers was in there, and they were not going to get pushed around. And they got pushed around in the first half, and they completely flipped the script. So, kudos to them. Uh, Michigan ends up coming out with the win. Uh, we'll do love, tate, more, and we'll get in some questions here. What did you love about the game?
1: Well, what I did like... Um... Was, uh, uh, I'll I'll do a little A and B here. Uh, I like the special teams again in the in the in the sense of punt and kick returns. We are getting a ton of yardage uh, on both of those uh, aspects, and it's it's really helping out uh, in the field position. And yeah. I also liked um, after uh, down with the injury. Uh, junior Colson comes in there and he recovers two fumbles and one of them seals the game. So, um, that's, that's those two things, uh, did it for me.
0: Yeah. For me, it's a, uh, it's a team accomplishment and this is, this is huge in my opinion. When I, when I seen this and I knew this was going to be a big thing, but I didn't know how big, this is pretty cool though. Uh, Michigan this weekend became the first team since 2017. That team was Alabama. So anytime you're mentioned in Alabama, that's pretty cool. Uh, first team since 2017 to have zero turnovers through four games. That's unheard of for Michigan. Like, come on, like Bravo, give it to, give it up to the kids, give it up to Cade who not anybody, people are not giving enough respect to cause he's not, uh, he's not asked to do a whole lot. Give it up to the running backs that are carrying the ball as much as they have and haven't coughed it up. Knock on wood. Uh, big time team accomplishment and i hope that we can continue to 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 take care of the football because if you do that you're always going to have a chance to win literally always it's just it's too it's so easy to lose when you're coughing the football but it's hard it's hard to lose if if you take care of it so um something i hated i'll i'll go i'll start here 21 first downs holy cow like, how do you <laughs> You got to get off the field, and someone's got to step up. And part of that in the second half, so Josh Ross didn't return in the second half. That comes out for an injury. That's something I have down as hated too. Injuries suck, but some someone's got to come in there and, and be the next Josh Ross. Josh Ross can't be the only guy that's that's getting stops on this team. Um, it, that that sucks and can't happen uh, this weekend. What did you? What, what about you? For you?
1: I just didn't like the second half in general. It's pretty broad, but
0: yeah, um, no, it's fair. The the,
1: the offense looked stagnant. Otto rhythm. Cade looked like he was very uncomfortable back there. Um, even when he had time, he was off passes. He was he was not on time. That's why his uh, that's why he's nine for sixteen. You know, he pretty much got that in the first half. Uh, the, the, the better stat part, but uh, um, and then um, you know. Last week against Northern Illinois, they don't put the ball at all, and then they punt five times in this matchup. Um, and on kind of like a lighter, funnier note, uh, Todd Blackledge is uh, the color analyst for this game and the the play by play. I forget his name; it's something Mc- McNaught McDonough, or something like that. Okay. Normally, I don't mind. Normally, I don't mind him, but he kept calling uh, Hassan Haskins and Blake Quorum thunder and lightning, and it was just driving me nuts because it was just so cliche and corny.
0: And he's it's, like, oh
1: my! He's like, oh, there goes the lightning! Oh, there goes the thunder! It's like, just stop already! Just stop!
0: Gosh, let me get it. <laughs> so there's always there's thundering lightning. There's smash and dash. There's such like the the lamest running back tandem names. It's just oh gosh, silver done. Yeah. Um, speaking of Hassan Haskins and and something I need to see more of, and I feel like this is a repeated thing for me. How does Hassan Haskins get 12 carries? I, I understand Blake Corum has been great. Um, but part of the reason I think he's been so great, and I said this a couple podcasts ago, I'm gonna use it thunder and lightning. Sometimes there needs to be some thunder, and then the lightning strikes, you know? Like and and a lot of that is Hassan, you know, beating down these bodies, and then you get you get Blake coming in and being shifty and in his speed, it becomes too much for the defense. Hassan Haskins needs more carries. Got to have more than twelve, especially this weekend if they want to come out with a W. But for you, anything more?
1: Uh, what I want more of is is kind of piggybacking off of what I didn't like. I just want more uh, better pass efficiency, and just coming out with better rhythm. Um, and with Wisconsin coming up, um, you're going to have to be more balanced. You know, right now it seems like there's seventy, there's seventy. They leave seventy five percent on the run. They're going to have to be close to 60-40, probably, you know, you hope 50-50 because if you get down on Wisconsin with those big hog mollies up front, um, you're going to have to uh, 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 keep drives moving, keep the sticks uh, moving down the field because, uh, you know, Wisconsin, despite when we get to them in a second, you know, despite their offensive struggles, Wisconsin's always going to trot out a good defense.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for questions. If you are, let's do it. Right, I'm going to start with my first one. Well, I asked you my first one. Got my second one here. Okay. I don't think this is, I don't think I'm overreacting, but I have a question here. Do you think Blake Corum lost his Heisman race?
1: Not after one game, not after one game. Um, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't make or break after one game. We'll see what happens, but uh, if he comes back out and uh, and goes over a hundred against Wisconsin, you would be we'll be talking all about him again.
0: Yeah. Okay. What do you got for me? All
1: right, I got one about Michigan, one about Ohio State. So I'll start with the Michigan one.
0: Yeah, start with the Michigan one here.
1: All right. So, so should you and the Michigan fans as a whole. Should you be uh should you be worried you've been let on, uh with how efficient the running game has been until against Rutgers.
0: Re ask the question. Should I be what? okay?
1: Should you and Michigan fans, yes, us Michigan fans, should we be worried that we've been kind of let on, uh, um, let on about how good our running game is,
0: and then have you it feel come- like. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, to be frank, yes. You 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 were dominant in three games with the run. Um, you played two teams that I think a lot of people don't respect, and then Washington, who seems to be down. So three bad teams, let's just be frank here. And you run for 300 in literally all of them. And then uh, you go up against Rutgers, who you ch- traditionally – um, in the past, have had a lot of success running against and you aren't able to do it. Matter of fact, they outrushed you. Rutgers outrushed Michigan. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think we were let down. I think we were I think we we're we were shown something. That was a false positive, you know, it, is it a, is it a positive thing that Michigan can run the ball? Yes. Is it look like we're going to be able to do it against the Big Ten as of right now? No. It, which, I'm glad you asked that question, because I have a perfect counter question.
1: Okay, fire.
0: Did the Rutgers game change your feelings about this weekend's game?
1: No, and uh, only because Wisconsin is also playing pretty subpar ball right now. If Wisconsin was undefeated, if they beat Notre Dame, then I would be sweating bullets. But, again, I don't want to take anyone you know for granted. You know, especially me being a Raiders fan, I had to do that with the Dolphins this past weekend, and we went to overtime against Jacoby Brissett. So, uh, you you got to go in this weekend with your head on a swivel still. And um, you know, I, I even with Wisconsin being at what one and three, one and two, I, I you know, I, I I feel better.
0: Okay. And then you have an Ohio State question left.
1: Yes, I do. And
0: okay. let,
1: because we've been we've been on the Michigan train for so long, this might come out of left field, but it is what it is. Um, I'm out,
0: I'm out. let me let me get one more in then first. One more.
1: Right, go
0: on. Only because I know this is extremely popular on social media, so I figure I should ask it. Does Michigan have a true quarterback issue right now? Issue meaning Kate's bad. Issue meaning there's a guy that's way better in the in the wing you being anything? Does Michigan have a QB issue right now?
1: Um, yes and no. Yes, because um, I Cade, and I'm off until I see more of him. Um, uh, especially when more uh, more of the uh, the, the moment is on his shoulders and. Okay. Um, you know, I I just can't write them off. is, is basically what I'm going to say. You just can't write them yeah. off. And you know, Michigan has we've always had this this fascination, this infatuation with the, the two string, and we then we push that two string in there, and then they're even worse. I mean, look at Joe Milton. We we're calling for him for two years because of Shea Patterson being you know being Shea Patterson, and then Joe Milton goes in there, has one good week then just completely dissolves, vaporized. And then and he transfers even, and he still sucks. So, um, I mean, you know, just give it time. Uh, this is Camp Randall. Haven't won there since George W. Bush. Uh, just, just use this weekend to kind of gauge it. I hate to put everything on one game. But, again, uh, this is uh, a, a true test, road test. I think you'll find out more about K. McNamara. Uh, this weekend, and even if he doesn't have a good game, I still, I don't know, it still hasn't shown me that he's, you know, worse than J.J. McCarthy, you know.
0: Yeah, I'll piggyback off that. I, I mean, not only is does he have this game, so you have the 12 noon um, on, on big noon kickoff on Fox. It's going to be huge. Joe Clatt Gus Johnson calling the game. But the following week are on the road at Nebraska where we don't play a lot. Um, it's one of those teams that we just unfortunately don't play there a total ton. Same with Wisconsin. And we're going to play at Nebraska at night. Uh, it's two road games in a row. This team hasn't played any this year. Um, we'll know a whole lot about this team here in three weeks. So uh, go ahead with your, with your Buckeye question that pretty much wraps up that for now.
1: All right. So if you are Ryan Day, going into Saturday assuming CJ Stroud's healthy are you playing Kyle McCord or CJ Stroud
0: I'm playing CJ as of right now I have no reason to make a move Uh, I you 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 played Akron now do I do I do I let uh Kyle see the field maybe uh who who do they have this weekend
1: um you. They got
0: Rutgers. That's right. We're Yes. Thank you. We were just talking about this. So the one thing that I learned from this past week, you know, just watch being at the game, watching the game. Um, they got a pretty nice defensive line and I have a feeling we're going to see the quarterback have to throw especially because, you know, Michigan wasn't able to take advantage, but they're without their top corner. I mean, they're let, let's let's be honest here. I think that that's probably where the advantage is is, is throwing it and Michigan actually came out uh, and tried to pass. So I know that's where the advantage is at. Michigan just had success with it unfortunately. Watch out. I think, yeah, I think CJ is gonna I think he's gonna if he can play, he's gonna I think he'll play well. I think he'll play well. But I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Kyle get in there and Kyle McCord and, and, and make an impact too. I guess we'll see. But as of right now, if I'm Ryan Day, no I'm, I CJ's my starter, he got hurt. Kyle didn't blow me away. He was he was fine. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go back. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's kind of how I am with uh, the McNamara situation a little bit, too, is, you know, there's no reason to take C.J. Stroud out unless it's a healthy healthy scratch or uh, not healthy scratch. Um, yeah, again, it's against Akron. You know, Akron scored that quick seven, and then it, it was like 63 unanswered points or something like that. So uh, I'd give C.J. Stroud at least – I don't know how – you know, obviously, I'm not a Buckeye fan. I don't know Ryan Day's leash on him, but I'd at least hope to see at least the first half to to get back in the swing of things. And, uh, you know, Ohio State's ground game is looking just as strong, if not stronger, than Michigan's, you know. They got that Trevion Henderson kid. Every time you turn the game yeah. on, the dude's doing a touchdown dance. So, but, yeah, I'd go see J just up.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kyle McCord was, was 13 of 18, 319, two touchdowns and one pick. He was sacked twice as well. Um yeah, I'm sorry they but that's the other not...
1: quarterback in there too.
0: Yeah, they ended up get, was it was a Jack Miller is that his name? Something Miller. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, he ended up getting in there too, but I mean, they did win 59 to 7, I would hope so. But I I just think that like I haven't you haven't seen anything to justify pulling CJ out. I mean, the numbers I just read you are okay for against Akron. you know. Uh truthfully, I think we need to look ourselves in the mirror and ask, like, what's going on with the wide receiver room? Chris Olave, three, catch, or three catches for 12 yards. I mean, or sorry, two catches for 12 yards. You got to be better than that. I think also yeah. I know that's going to go unlooked is, um, so McCord had that 85 yard completion to um, Garrett Wilson. It. No. No, uh, no uh, the the, the, U- the uh, uh,
1: Jackson Najib,
0: Yeah, whatever the heck his name is. So that that was a ton <laughs> that was a ton of his yards. Yeah. So truthfully, I mean he didn't have the greatest game. I mean he had an okay game. I'm not saying he played bad by any means. It's just I it's not enough to change the to the, the quarterback situation there. And going right into the the the, the Ohio State Rutgers game. I anticipate them winning. I uh, I anticipate Rutgers giving them a dogfight, though. I mean, everybody has yeah. been talking about how Michigan might give Ohio State a run for their money this year. Time will tell, but watch out for Rutgers. Rutgers gave Michigan a run for their money. Michigan got out to a comfortable lead, 20-3, to three, and head to coast. They didn't score again, so who knows? I uh, The fact that Rutgers was able to move the ball three yards at a time says a lot, so... There's no quitting that team. Shiano obviously has some Ohio State ties, having coached the defense not too long ago. So I give him, I give him a shot. Do I think they win? No, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially after what I seen last week. So,
1: do you think? Do you think Rutgers get six wins this season?
0: You got their schedule in front of you.
1: Yeah. So they got. If they've
0: they're they're got three the now.
1: Yep. So the uh, Rutgers has got eight at home. At home, they're on the road at Northwestern. On the road to Illinois, home for Wisconsin, at Indiana, at Penn State, home for Maryland.
0: Oh, I only hear two. So if they upset one more, that's six. Sure, sure. I'll give them one upset victory in there with a win over Illinois and Indiana. I think they'll beat Indiana. Um, Yeah, I'll give them six. Okay, yeah, because at least
1: for I mean they're going through after you know keeping like i said last like week uh last week keeping michigan in this uh this little group here michigan ohio state uh, uh yeah michigan ohio state and michigan state that's a that's a gauntlet right there for Rutgers, and at least they get ohio state and michigan state at home i don't mean i'm not sure Rutgers really has a home field advantage but, they don't uh, uh i mean i feel like you could get at least one or two between northwestern and illinois uh and then i mean Indiana, Maryland, I guess, I, yeah, but I, I feel like maybe six wins is if they get to six wins, I think it's an it's an accomplished season. Giving your one
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent, if they can get to six uh, six wins. Another thing is, even let's say they get to five, but they beat somebody who either ranked, that would be huge too for them, absolutely yep. huge. Uh, and I mean, they almost did to Michigan, so. Uh, goodness gracious! Wisconsin, we're here. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> so, like I said, big noon kickoff. Gus Johnson, Joe Clat, Jenny Taft—you know the crew. Uh, this is a big time one. Wisconsin's coming off the loss to Notre Dame. Michigan sitting at four and zero with no turnovers on the year. What's well, going to happen? What's your prediction?
1: Man, uh, I don't I don't remember the the spread I gave my uh, on this game in the preview in uh, in the beginning of the season, but going in right now, um, I think Wisconsin is uh, a, a two point favorite. I could be wrong, uh, but uh, if Michigan comes out and plays its best ball, could um, probably. Come away with a, like a three point victory, but if Wisconsin comes out and plays their get best game, I think they can take Michigan by maybe a touchdown and a half. Um this game makes me really, really uh, a little bit better. Like I said, after they got you know they got beat by Notre Dame, but that game was close until the the, the closing uh, second, the closing minutes of that. Uh, um, what? I need for Michigan in this game is to create turnovers. I mentioned last week, they, they only have two, two, two forced turnovers going into Rutgers. I think now they have four total because of the two fumbles that uh, Junior Colson uh, recovered. And uh, I thought they were going to do at least two or three picks against uh, Dylan Morris uh, from Washington and Graham Mertz here has one touchdown and six picks. So Graham Mertz, um, took Jack, uh, Jack Cohn's job. Jack Cohn now in Notre Dame. Graham Mertz has one good game since he's been under, under center, and that was last year, week one against Illinois, through like four touchdowns. They were parading him around through the streets of Madison, like Tate Forcier, and then they hey, just fell off the face of the earth. You know, So, if they can get to Graham Mertz the um, ball over, I think that gives Michigan the best chance to win. The only thing is, is if they can get the running game going against Michigan, then Graham Mertz is going to have to do zilch. So uh, if Michigan wins by three, if they lose, you know, 10 points.
0: That's really fair. That's a really fair prediction. I think Michigan's going to have their hands full because two things just don't sound right to me Michigan 5 and 0, doesn't sound right. And Wisconsin one and three does not sound right to me. Um, gosh, it, I'm also a big believer in in your time will come, and that it's one of those things where you can't always the same thing won't always happen. Like the the one seed won't always beat the sixteen. The sixteen finally won. You know, Ohio State won't always beat Michigan. Michigan will eventually get another victory. You know, uh, Michigan hasn't beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Since 2001, I believe it is. So, yep, yep. Um, Michigan finds a way to get done. I don't know how. Uh, I I'm changing my prediction. I think as of right now, there's I've seen enough that tells me they'll be all right. I do think that they probably turn the ball over once, um, but enough clock control and force Graham Mertz into some some problem throws and they find a way to get it done. Um, it'll be, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, their time, cause it's central time. So it's not like the crowd's going to be super rowdy. I think it'll be a fun game and I think Michigan can win. I don't think, uh, I think it bodes nice that it's not a night game for us. It's just going to be a regular old uh, nooner here on the East coast and, and 11 there. So I like Michigan to get it done, running the football, creating, creating one more turnover than what we give up and, find a way to live and see another day and make it to Nebraska undefeated. I hope so, man. I hope so. Like, uh, you know, Michigan wins close. Michigan loses 10 points. i 100% agree with you.
1: I don't think they lose a close game here. And as a, as a team, Wisconsin is only allowing 187 pass yards and 25 yards a game rushing. And they got this just demolished by Notre Dame. So, again, a little inflated because of the pick sixes and all the the kickoff returns or whatever. But, yeah, uh, you know, that shows you that Wisconsin, despite being one and two, has probably got maybe the best rush defense in the country if they're only allowing 25 yards a game. That's insane. Um, Yeah. So,
0: well, I can tell you this Michigan's not going to rush for just 25 yards. They're going to, that's going to be how they win the game. So they're going to have to establish something and they're going to have to beat it down, beat it down, beat it down. The one thing that irritated the crap out of me last week, and I, I better not see this shit again. If you're going to run it six or seven straight plays to try and establish the run fine, but your first pass attempt better not be out of the shotgun, freaking set up the play action pass, like actually benefit from the fact that you are running it down their throat. And that was so infuriating, like legitimately. I think we ran our first pass play at like play six or seven. We're down at like the 35 against Rutgers in the first quarter. And they set up five wide. I'm like. There's no hint of a run right now, right? What do you doing you you have you did exactly what most teams beg to do be able to establish the run so that you can set up play action pass and then you don't do it it's just like it's stupidity like that obviously i'm not a football coach but i'm not an idiot either like come on like seriously this is some madden stuff right here set up the play action pass to get over their head
1: and, and and maybe uh and maybe jim harbaugh doesn't really have a fullback that he likes on his roster but they don't really utilize the, the fb this season and you know, I figured that at least you'd see a play action bootleg to the fullback or something like that. Like, like you said, you know, it just the you know the bootleg would be there. I think, but again, uh, it's, you know, speed and space got to do the speed and space. So whatever.
0: Yeah, for, for the most part, I, I just want—I'm happy with where the offense is at. It's—it's hard to complain when you're winning games and you rushed for three hundred three of the four games. So. I'm not going to sit here and just critique the crap out of them. I just think that there are missed opportunities. That, and again, we'll find out how good Rutgers is. But against really good ball clubs, such as Wisconsin at home, where you haven't had a ton of success, that's not going to cut it. You got, you got to, you got to be better. And running it six or seven straight times and then setting up five wide is is just that's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. So, uh, predictions are in. Questions recap uh, of Rutgers. Um, top twenty-five we can talk about real quick here. Yep, um, I have it in front of me. So you know we've just been uh, we've been talking about where people land here and and what we think. So Iowa, first off, Iowa's going to play at Maryland Friday night. Uh, both teams undefeated. Maryland's not ranked yet. Eight o'clock FS1, probably a game to tune in at. Um but here's your here's your top 5. Bama, Georgia. Uh Oregon, sorry. Bama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State, and then Iowa. Top 5. Two Big 10s in the top 10 or top 5. What are you thinking there? Uh,
1: I I like it. I like seeing them in there. Oregon is Oregon is really coming on. They look like they're something special and um you know, Oklahoma's looking like they're kind of blah, um, but Iowa, Penn State, I think possibly' be playing each I think they play each other in two weeks, so if they both win this week, that's a top five matchup
0: uh, that is that is wild and, and you would have to imagine game day would be there for that as well. um let's see
1: is that is that a, is that gonna be in Happy Valley or Kinnick? that's gonna be at Kinnick. Woo! and that's at four o'clock. How is that not a night game?
0: They probably, honestly, they probably weren't anticipating both these teams being as good as they are.
1: True that. True that. But again, yeah, if, uh, see, Iowa is got watch uh, get
0: flexed. It might get flexed. I don't know if they can maybe. or not with college, but
1: okay, okay. So yeah, uh, Iowa's got Maryland and Penn State. Where's Penn State got this Saturday. Indiana. Okay.
0: At, I think at got- Indiana at night. So yeah, both teams uh, are playing on the road in night games. It's not setting up for a happy visit, but uh, who knows? We'll see how good these teams are.
1: I mean, if Penn State was playing Indiana last year, I'd be worried. But uh, Penix Jr. is kind of taking a step back, like Devin Gardner in DEFCON five level. So
0: yeah, there's tape on him now. I mean, that's kind of what happens usually.
1: So I'm just being I'm just being a douche towards Devin Gardner, but um, yeah. But, yeah, so but yeah, the, the top five, I, I like it. Um, Clemson obviously got upset. They dropped 16 spots. Uh, you know, and Clemson fans, I don't know. I don't really see it like how the, the, they're kind – of, I don't see them being like Obama fans where they lose one game and then they call for Nick Saban's head. But uh, Clemson fans are going to be having a probably humbling season in 2021.
0: Um, yeah, I think – state. I think at the end, of the, I think at the end of the day, when you really look at Clemson, this team, since, gosh, since I was in high school, they went from Taj Boyd, um, Deshaun Watson, Kelly O'Brien or Kelly Bryant, and he wasn't, you know, the end-all, be-all great quarterback, but he was solid. And then they get Trevor Lawrence. So really, they have two guys: Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence who are franchise guys in the NFL. Taj Boyd made it to the league too. Um, They've been blessed with great quarterback play. And this kid they have now that they really like, I believe he's a five-star quarterback. He didn't step in and immediately shock the world. So right now they got their quarterback pains. And a lot of teams... I think they just especially you know your your Clemsons Ohio states, Georgia,s Bamas. they just kind of expect to have another guy in there. And right now they're they're struggling as is Ohio State with the quarterback situation. Time will tell, you know, um,
1: expecting a freshman quarterback to come to just light the world on fire immediately is just so difficult. Like you know, like Jake Fromm kind of did that at Georgia. and then he kind of I wouldn't say regress, but he he just kind of leveled off. And so, uh, it's just super hard to do, man. Like again, Clemson, yeah, Bama. It's, Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State have been spoiled.
0: That thank you. That was literally the word I was gonna use. It's a very spoiled antic to assume that your freshman quarterback is just gonna be dominant. I'm I'm sorry, but it's 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 unrealistic. And if you think it's the case, you're spoiled. You're a spoiled fan base. Not spoiled as in you're a breath, spoiled as in like you're not you're not used to reality. And the reality is is freshmen are not polished quarterbacks. Traditionally, not always, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of what comes down to another big game this weekend. Um, Cincinnati, number seven playing at Notre Dame, Notre Dame hasn't really had a ton of, um, recruited quarterbacks. They've been, you know, they've hit, hit on a transfer here. I think a couple of years ago, they were playing with a transfer too. um, but uh, it's just, you know, when you have a good team, sometimes a transfer portal is the way to go. Or if you're trying to be that team that uses a freshman quarterback, you have to have patience, you know? It kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. But since the had Notre Dame, seven verse nine, uh, we got Georgia at Arkansas, two verse eight, Bama at Ole Miss, one verse 12. And then uh, Michigan State, Western Michigan. Uh, that was a game that we did. We already see that one. We played Western, didn't we? Yes, week one. Yep. week one. Yep. So that that'll be an interesting test to see where they match up with that team as a similar opponent. Grab, but um, well, and then uh, no, no, no. They, they, got,
1: they got Western Kentucky.
0: No, Michigan State plays Western Michigan.
1: It's Western Kentucky at seven thirty. I'm reading Western. WKU. That's WKU. Weird. Yeah.
0: Oh.
1: Hmm. Yeah, they got they got a night game against Western Kentucky, yeah. They got the hilltoppers.
0: Oh, as soon as I as soon Kentucky, but it Okay, that's weird. Anyways, uh before we get off here, I feel like I would uh be doing the audience a disjustice if I didn't ask your opinion here. Oh Christ. Fellow Michigan man Tom Brady returns to Gillette Stadium on Sunday night. Do you have a rooting interest in the game? Obviously, obviously, you're gonna tune in because the whole world's gonna tune in. Do you have a rooting interest? Are you are you pulling for Tom? Are you pulling for Bill? Are You looking for a good game? What what are you what are you looking to see? What are you hoping to see? What are your opinions on this? All right, everyone. If you,
1: everyone, if you, everyone, if you got small children in the room, or you got the volume up at the restaurant, turn it down to mute. I give zero. Won't even say it. I, I give zero bleeps about Bill Belichick and New England Patriots right now. Uh, I I am full supporter of of uh, of Timmy Brady. You know, so um, <laughs> I definitely definitely be pulling for Tom. Um, you know, you know without getting into it. You know, Jeff here he knows that uh, I have uh, tremendous respect for the Patriots, and you know I pulled for them in their Super Bowls because of my late grandfather and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, when you were, when we were watching the game against the chiefs, it's not only is it because they were AFC West, but I'm pulling for Tom Brady and Tom Brady only. And the same goes with this weekend. But again, you know, that I think that this whole week is just so, it's so lame of all, you know, the, the silhouette of bill Belichick and his cutoff hoodie. And then Tom Brady, it's like, they don't even care about the Patriots players. It's just bill Belichick. Tom it's whatever. Like, uh, uh, the,
0: the, he, let's be honest. This is not the first time this has ever happened in a game. The the whole, you know, the Favre versus the Packers, Peyton versus yeah. the Colts. This one's big because it's, it's it doesn't seem like it's Brady versus the Patriots. It's Brady versus a coach. You know what I mean? Like, Favre, it was like, it's Favre going against the Packers. You know, with Peyton, it was Peyton returning to to the house that Peyton built against the Colts. This doesn't seem like it. It, it very much seems Brady Belichick chess match. And I'm hoping for a great game that obviously I, I'm hoping new England wins. Um, especially right now cause we can't afford a, a loss to drop to one and three, but I think, I think new England's got, uh, got their work cut out for them Cause I think Brady's but, out for blood. Yeah. They
1: got, you got, you got their, uh, they got their <laughs> hands hands full and, uh, You know, I know the Patriots need this dub so they can get closer to the 12-1 prediction you got. But uh, uh, question for you, question for you. How many fans in the stands at Gillette this weekend have a half-and-half Brady and... uh, (laughs) How many fans do you see in the half-and-half jerseys, huh?
0: 10,000? Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Way too many. They'll be all over your television. It'll be all over your freaking television. You wanna get drunk this Sunday night? Here's what you do. Every time you see a split Tom Brady jersey, half Bucks, half Patriots, you take a shot. Every time (laughs) every single time. Every time they mention every time they mention Tom Brady and Belichick being together, you take a shot. Every time they show Gillette or uh, not Gillette, Giselle in the box, you take a shot. (laughs) It can be a long night. But truthfully i'm very excited i I, I was telling brad earlier today the patriots right now they seem to be pretty distant from another super bowl run and this losing this game won't feel like we're losing a super bowl but if we win it it'll have that short-term effect that we won a super bowl like game i think this game is very huge for patriots and patriot fans um you know, I, I've been pretty cheesy this week about, you know, attacking Tom Brady. I would die for that man. But, uh, you know, th- th- this week I want him to have an L, you know. So there's a there's an extremely good chance. He will. 100, but I'd put my life on it, that he'll break the passing yard record and he'll get uh, every bit of a standing O that he much deserves. But, uh, yeah, anyways.
1: Can you can, well real quick? Can you think of any anyone that uh, and I'm I'm just having, I'm having a brain fart because I'm so I'm going to ask you: Is there another athlete in our time that that uh, was long term with a, his original team, then comes back and then uh, has a, a a play or record or something like that, and then he gets a standing ovation from the, the the home crowd, even though he's from the visiting team?
0: Do you know what I mean? Kinda yeah. Like just, so have, have we had so a situation when- like this? Yeah, so when Favre went back to That's uh, true. That's true. Lambeau, he did not get a standing O. Most of booted. No, he didn't. No, okay. But when Peyton went back to Indianapolis, they gave him a standing O to start the game. Before they even took snaps, they, they were up. They were cheering him on. It was Sunday night football, obviously the biggest event of the year at the time. Um, and there's a lot of people that are going to talk their stuff where, you know, they're Nobody cares about this game except stop it. That is nonsense. There's a lot of people that care. This is a, this is a storyline filled game. You know, this is, this is a duo that we've been talking about. I'm not joking for 20 years. And uh, it's a, it's a breakup that is coming full circle on public television, uh, (laughs) Sunday night, NBC eight o'clock. And I think the whole world's going to watch. I think it's going to get a massive rating. And, uh, I think for the most part, you're going to hear a lot of booze for Brady. But when he breaks that record, those boos are going to stop. This is what it is, you know, out of respect. Oh, true. true. He's the greatest. Yeah, you gotta,
1: you got oh. to be a fan of your team while,
0: you know, yeah. having
1: your hero out there. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. I I can only imagine what it's like, you know, to be in your shoes right now, like if I, you know, as if it was one of my teams. But uh, it, it, tr- it truly,
0: it, it. I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. We could spend another hour on it, but it sucks because I I truly think it could have been prevented. So, yeah. It sucks. It is what it is. Um, I'm hopeful that New England is is turning in the right direction. But enough of them. All they do is lose. Michigan doesn't. They're undefeated, baby. Let's go week five. Beat <laughs> the Badgers. Go blue. I'll see you next time. Go blue, buddy. Real talk.